Good evening, it is 5pm and you're listening to Today in YGK on CFRC 101.9 FM. Brought to you by CFRC's News Collective, Christina Laurie, Dinah Jansen, Erica Singh, Zayden Vergara, Katrina Johnston, and Mia Lettinen. CFRC's news programming is also brought to you through the support of the local journalism initiative, Queen's University, and What Will I Wear at 732 Princess Street. I'm Christina Laurie and here are your local news headlines. This year's Governor General Literary Awards finalists have been announced, and local Kingston author Ian Reid has made the cut. The Governor General Literary Awards, also referred to as GG Books, occur annually overseen by the Canada Council for the Arts. The awards aim to recognize and promote Canadian literature, including both French and English novels across seven categories, those being fiction, nonfiction, poetry, drama, young people's literature, both text and illustrated books, and translation. The GG Books shortlist this year included 70 books across all categories, with Reed's third novel entitled We Spread being included in the fiction category. I sat down with Reed to talk about his novel, which earned him a spot on the GG Books shortlist. I want to get right into We Spread. Uh, we'll get a bit more into the meat of the topic. Uh, but for our listeners who haven't had the chance to enjoy it, I was wondering if you would be able to give a brief teaser of how you would describe the novel. Sure, yeah. I mean, the novel, um, sort of an unusual novel, and it's about an elderly artist named Penny um, who's been living in the same apartment for her entire adult life. Um, and she's at the stage in life where she's kind of looking back, reflecting on what she's done with her life, her, her art. Um, and uh, she has a fall early on in the story. And after the fall, it's sort of decided that um, it's best for her to move into a long-term care facility. Um, and she does that. And then I, I would say the story either evolves or devolves, depending on how you look at it, into more of a sur- surreal territory and um, is, is sort of about her experiences at this facility called Six Seaters. It's interesting you describe it as unusual. I know it's difficult to put into a box. What kind of genres would you say this book fits into? Yeah, that's a good question. I, you know, It's a question that a lot of people have asked since it, it, it has been published, including the publisher, when, uh, when, it, when it, you know, it was getting ready to be released. And I, you know, I think this has happened with all of my novels. Um, and it's not intentional um, that I, I, they don't really fit into any particular genre. I, I think that's, you know, maybe because just I'm interested in kind of reading different books and, and um, I like the idea of potentially boring aspects or techniques from certain genres, but not necessarily um, giving yourself over fully to it. Uh, mm-hmm. I, I don't think I'd be very good at, at writing, say, a, a thriller or a mystery. Um, entirely I I just I think there's a there's a certain skill involved in that and I I don't think I have that um it's you know I I think of it as with you know if you think about like in a music context if you you put in like slide guitar or something into a song where you borrow some kind of instrumentation from say country music doesn't necessarily mean it's a country record um Mm -hmm. and I feel like that's true with literature as well so I think we spread there are probably some elements of you know horror literature there's probably a little bit of science fiction maybe, but it's probably at the end of the day, just a literary novel, you know, a story. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like the idea of people being able to interpret it however they want. So if some people read it and see a certain genre, I think that's cool, um, but it's sort of up to them as opposed to me wanting to put it into a particular place. You know, I think, again, a publisher, a bookstore, they like to know so they can put it in a particular section. But um, as a reader, I love going to books and not really going with any expectation and, and I kind of like if, or I you know if people want to come to something like we spread and not really expect something specific I think that's probably the best 
Absolutely. I suppose our real lives and stories don't neatly fit into categories either. So I think it's fitting that our novels shouldn't have to either. Yeah. Yes, that's right. That's right. Exactly. Exactly. And I think, you know, again, just in that vein, if you if you are a particular genre, then you do have even subconsciously, you have some certain, you have expectations, you know, and, and that, so again, that can be good if it, if it is, if it does fit neatly into that, then that's kind of good. You're ready for that. But if it's not, then I think it can actually detract from the story. So you, I think you're, you know, you're right about that. Mm-hmm, absolutely. Just about the main topic of the story, or one of the main themes you have going on. Of course, getting old and aging is somewhat of a universal experience, or at least something we all consider, whether all of us have the privilege of experiencing it. But I was wondering if you would uh, get a bit into anything in particular in your life that uh, led you to writing an entire book about it. Yeah. Well, first of all, I, I agree with you. I think you, you use the word privileged and I agree with that. I think that there is a privilege with, with aging and getting older. And I think our culture typically doesn't view it that way. They think of it as a detriment and something to avoid and be scared of. And and I, the more I thought about it, the more I disagree with that. And in fact, I've actually written two books on now because I, I, I did write a nonfiction book about my, my own grandma and kind of her experience getting into her late nineties and spending time with her and reflecting on what being an older person meant for her and how I continue to use her as a model in my own life. And I, so I think I'm interested in that. And, and, and so then I wanted to kind of write about it in a fictional context, but still about these ideas. And why is it that we're so scared of getting older and, and dying? And um, I think part of what we spread is really about is, is, is reflecting on that and kind of analyzing it and maybe coming to a different conclusion than what is typically um, accepted in our culture. Um, so I, I just find it, again, something that for me is personally interesting and something I continue to think about. And, and it, it's um, something I, I don't think I'll ever have an answer for, but um, it's just sort of endlessly fascinating for me to think about these things. Yeah, for sure. And you mentioned earlier about, um, you know, you want people to have different interpretations. And of course, with art, people are going to walk away with their own unique interpretations and thoughts and feelings, etc. But is there a particular perspective on this topic that you were aiming to portray or get people thinking about? I think just just really that what you said I, the idea of thinking about it maybe a little bit differently the the ideas of aging and um, what it's like to be a, an older person and particularly in the context of of art um, and I think what you said as well you know people will go to a gallery potentially looking at uh, paintings or visual art and it's it's sort of I think accepted that we will bring different interpretations to a painting some people might look at it and maybe not like it or they'll see something that someone else doesn't see and. I love bringing that same idea to to literature and books and novels, and I, I love reading books that I feel like I get to be part of as a reader, that it's not all given to me, that it's not just an author telling me what to think, but that I get to bring my own experience to it. And it feels like a intimate conversation then, because it's you, it feels like, okay, this is what I'm getting from this story, or this is what it's making me feel or think. And so I don't like telling people what to feel if they, if they take the time to read we spread or any of you know i'm thinking of many things or foe of my other novels i'm just you know grateful that they're taking the time to do that and i want them to be able to come to it how they want and interpret it how they want and take away from it whatever they want so in the case of we spread i was certainly interested in aging and and um how our culture reflects or how our culture perceives the values in, in getting older or how why we are so scared of getting older and dying and I wanted to think more about that. So I, I kind of used this fictional context to write about it, but I wouldn't 
sort of put any expectations or demands on readers what they're supposed to get from it. Um, I just I really like the idea that people can can make of it what they will, and I find it really interesting to hear from people who've read it. And I like to ask them what what it all means for them, you know. And, and they're they're right basically. If they read it, they have as much authority as I do to say what it's all about. Absolutely, I really like how you um, described it as a conversation. I think that's definitely more interesting than just being told what to think and then yeah, moving on. You know, I mean, it's the same if you're sitting in a room with someone or you're at a dinner party or something, and if you're talking with someone. Let's say you get sat beside a stranger, and you just start having a conversation. There's a difference between having a conversation and you know, someone expressing themselves to telling you, "Oh, here's what I think about this." Or this, you know, you you just don't know. It's it's not really you're not engaged. It's um. Whereas if someone is asking you questions and and is listening to what you're you're thinking and feeling and your thoughts, I mean that's a, that is actually that's a that's what our conversation is. And I think in a way, a novel can be something similar to that between two people: the person who wrote it and the person who's reading it. And that's how I feel as a reader. I love novels that are like that feel like that to me. And so I just hope to try and replicate that when I'm when I'm writing. Yeah, that's really interesting. Especially, I know I imagine as a writer, sometimes it feels like you're just throwing your thoughts into the void. But it's really yes, awesome to think exactly. about it as a conversation and that people are interacting exactly. with what you've written. <laughs> no, exactly. That's why it's so nice to bump into people, or you know, any any time I get to do any kind of promotional thing, whether people there and they've read it or I talk to them after, it's always very nice to. Because you're right, when you're writing, it's solitary, and you don't. I'm never thinking about people reading it. I'm just thinking about the story and. And then to get to that point, when someone gets to interact with it, it does feel in a way like now it's actually the story is completed. You know, it's not really it's not really a story or a novel until someone reads it. And so it, it, mm-hmm. I don't. It's you know, again using another like crude music analogy, like with music, you go out and you perform, so you're seeing this interaction with your work when you're touring and when you're playing it, and that's sort of inherently part of music. It's not true with with fiction, with writing novels. You know, it's it, you, you don't see that necessarily. So that. At times like this, like talking to you, or if I get to go do a reading or something, those are kind of neat opportunities to actually then get some of that that instant feedback from readers, which is which is very nice. Reed also discussed his reaction to the news of being a GG Books finalist. How did you receive the news? Was this something you were really anticipating and like waiting for that list to come out, or was it a bit of a surprise for you? I mean, it was、uh, downright shocking to be honest. That yeah, no, I had no expectations. Um, you know, as I said, it's kind of a strange book. It, it doesn't really fit into any kind of category, and、um, so I had—I wasn't even really aware that it was happening. And I received the email and just was very surprised. Of course, it's a very pleasant surprise. I'm really grateful that, that that it was recognized in this way to be included with some other great novels that I writers that I admire. And it's、um, just, yeah, really, really unexpected, but really nice. And and it's just—it feels like everybody who is. Nominated is is it's hard to like you can't really pick one that's going to be a, you know a winner. I, that's not really how I look at it now. It just feels like we're all in this together, and and I'm I'm kind of grateful to be in this group. So it's it's really nice, and and I just the, if if it brings more people to all of these novels, then I think that's a good thing. You know, there's so many good books out there that it's it's hard to sometimes、um, get people to to see the work. So it's just it's another opportunity for that. So I'm I'm、uh, I'm happy for that. The full list of finalists is available at ggbooks.ca, and they will be announcing the winners of this year's awards on Wednesday, November eighth, twenty twenty-three.
Starting on Monday, that's October 30th, COVID-19 and flu shots for the general public aged 6 months and older will be available at participating primary care offices and pharmacies. Especially with winter approaching, KFLNA Public Health recommends all residents get immunized when eligible to protect themselves and their loved ones. Given that it takes approximately two weeks post-vaccination to establish immunity against influenza and COVID-19, it is safe and strongly recommended to receive both vaccines at the same time. Both vaccines will be accessible at participating primary care offices and pharmacies. KFLNA Public Health will also be offering appointments. You can book online at kflaph.ca vaccine or call 613-549-1232. For Queen's students, Student Wellness Services will be running a combined flu shot and COVID-19 booster clinic on the first floor of Mitchell Hall. It is recommended that you pre-book your vaccine appointment online at queensu.ca or call Student Wellness Services as limited walk-ins are available. Clinic dates are also available at queensu.ca, but the first one approaching will be on Tuesday, October 31st. That's all for your headlines this week, and next up is Zayden Vergara with your sports desk. Good evening, everyone. My name is Zayden Vergara, and tonight at 5.30 on CFRC Sports Overdrive, you can look forward to an update from Jesse Bell all about your Queen's Gales football who have just surpassed the Ottawa GGs in the first round of OUA playoffs, 15-10. Moving on to play the Western Mustangs this Saturday at 4 p.m. in London. Also, stay tuned for coverage of Queen's Women's Rugby by Ian Donaldson recapping your OUA finals prior to the U Sports National Championship. Finally, there will be an update on Queen's men's hockey, all about their weekend endeavors, as well as your Kingston Frontenacs, as there's been some interesting developments in the coaching staff. All this and more. Stay tuned at 5.30 for Sports Overdrive on CFRC, 100 years of covering Gales sports action. Now over to Erica Singh with your campus news update. Thank you, Zayden. Hello, my name is Erica Singh, and today I am here with Maddie McDermott, who is the Collective Closet Deputy for the AMS. Hi, Maddie. How's it going? So great. I'm so happy to be here. That's great. Now, could you please explain what the Collective Closet is? So the Collective Closet is a swapped-based clothing initiative where um, our community can come in, bring a piece of clothing that no longer brings them joy, and swap it for something that we have in the store. While going through your pages, I found out that you're based on the idea of slow fashion versus fast fashion. Can you please explain why slow fashion is important? Yeah, that's an excellent question. So I feel like in this day and age where everything's super trendy, uh, we are constantly cycling through clothing, which leads us to pile up donation centers. And while thrifting is really great in theory, a lot of the clothing actually ends up in landfill. Um, So slow fashion is all about keeping our wardrobe in a constant cycle and being able to reuse our clothing in different ways. And the Collective Closet offers a sustainable and budget-friendly way to do that. Mm, And that is so important. And you also run some events on campus. What are the type of events you usually run? Yeah, so we try our best to uh, run pop-ups monthly if we can. Um, And they usually have some quirky little theme to them. So our last pop-up was sweater weather. So we try to curate specific sweaters for this pop-up. Before we've done like a Hoka-ween pop-up, which was a pop-up for Halloween and Hoka weekend, where we had some donated Queen's clothing as well as some curated potential costume ideas. Uh Uh-huh. And 
how would someone become more involved in the collective closet? That is a great question. So we are a collaboration between CES and QBAC. So in order to become involved in the collective closet, you need to be a volunteer of either CES um, or QBAC so that we can pull you in for our store hours or our special events. Mm -hmm. And do you take donations of clothing from people or is it more of a swap thing? That is a super good question. So we do a little bit of both. Um, We are hoping to... Um, initiate this new program uh, called Swap It Forward, which is similar to the Swipe It Forward program that Queen's has for um, the meal plans. So in this case, if you had a large donation to make, you could put some of your credits towards the Swap It Forward program. So somebody who is unable to bring in clothing um, can use those credits to bring new clothing into their closet. Um, We also, if you make a large donation and you're not able to find the same amount of items to swap with, you can have store credit so you can come back later in the week and shop again. Right. Well, thank you for your time, Maddie. And could you please let everyone know where they can find you on Instagram? And could you please state your storefront location again? Yeah. Thank you guys so much for having us. Um, So you can find us on Instagram at Queen's Collective Closet. We just hit 300 followers, so it's very exciting. And our storefront is located in LaSalle on the first floor, which is just at the end of University and Stewart. Thank you guys so much for having me. Thank you so much, Maddie. That was all for Campus Corner today. Now over to the weather. Monday, October 30th, with rain ending late in the morning, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers, a high of 7 and a UV index of 3 or moderate. At night, mainly cloudy with a 30% chance of showers in the evening, with it clearing up near midnight and a low of minus 3. Chills with minus 5 overnight. Tuesday, October 31st, Halloween, it'll be a mix of sun and cloud with a high of 7. At night, some cloudy periods with a 30% chance of flurries, low of minus 3, so be sure to wear coats over your costumes. Wednesday, November 1st, it'll be a mix of sun and clouds with 30% chance of showers at a high of 7, and then at night, it'll be a clear night with a low of minus 1. Check back in with us on Wednesday for your weekend weather forecast. This is Kat bringing you the weekly traffic report from October 27th through to November 2nd. We are first going to be starting off with road closures. On Clarence Street from Ontario to the end of Clarence, it will be closed October 30th from 7am to 5pm for a mobile crane at 185 Ontario Street. On University Avenue from Union to Earl, it will be closed December 22nd for the removal of debris from demolition and concrete deliveries at the Queen's John Dutch University Centre project. And now we're going to be moving on to other delays in the Kingston area. On Bath Road at Queen Mary, expect delays for the Utilities Kingston Nets project. On John Counter Boulevard at Montreal, expect delays October 30th from 10 a.m. to 3 p.m. for the City of Kingston to perform CCTV inspections. On Princess Street from Collins Bay to Bay Ridge, expect delays until November 3rd for the construction of new sidewalks and traffic signals along Princess Street. Please note that one lane of traffic will be maintained in each direction at all times on Princess Street. On Westbrook Road, Princess to Windermere, expect delays until November 3rd for the construction of new sidewalks and road rehabilitation. 
This was Kat bringing you the weekly traffic report from October 27th through to November 2nd. I hope you all have a lovely week. And now it's time for the CFRC Community Concert and Events Calendar for November 1st through to November 7th. Have an event you'd like to be covered on our website and news programming? Contact us via cfrc.ca today. On November 1st, come and pet Oscar, our fluffy golden retriever, St. John's Ambulance Therapy Dog, and meet his handler, John. Drop in at any point during the hour. Oscar will be at Mitchell Hall every Wednesday at noon by the Student Wellness Services office on the main floor. On November 1st, a psychoeducational group begins with a mix of theory and practice. It is for students who want to improve their focus and decrease signs of anxiety and stress without having to spend hours in sitting meditation. During each of the weeks, you will get the opportunity to experience a variety of mindfulness exercises in an environment that allows you to ask questions and receive feedback. Regular attendance and practice is recommended to get the maximum benefits, but drop-ins are also welcome. It is from 4 to 5.30 at Mitchell Hall in the Student Wellness Services Building. Learn more at queensu.ca to register. Also on November 1st, join the Board of Kingston Pride for their annual general meeting. This is your opportunity as a member in good standing of Kingston Pride to participate in discussions, enact bylaw changes, and become a member of the board. In order to vote at the meeting, you must be a member in good standing for the 2023 to 2024 year, 30 days prior to the AGM. This meeting is from 6 to 7.45 p.m. and will be in person, but will also be available virtually on Zoom. More details are at queensu.ca. On November 2nd is a healthy food box pickup. Get a fresh food box that contains all the fresh produce and key ingredients to prepare a quick, easy, and healthy recipe, which makes approximately four to six servings. Note, registration will only display one week in advance to the session date. Register for fresh food box at queensu.ca, located at Queen's Health and Wellness Services in Mitchell Hall from 1 to 4 p.m. On November 2nd is the free Art Hive Art and Wellness event. Materials are provided and no prior art experience is necessary. Art making is innately therapeutic and can improve general well-being. We invite adults 16 plus to join us and explore the creative process through experimentation and play. If you are looking for guidance, Harper Johnston, an art therapist and facilitator, is on site to offer support through suggestions and encouragement. This is located at Agnes Etherington Art Center from 4 to 6 p.m. Also on November 2nd is a Spectrum of Connection by Little Pear Garden Dance Company, a Chinese traditional and contemporary dance. Book your free ticket online, by phone, or in person during box office hours. After the performance, when you are exiting the theater, you can consider giving any amount that reflects your experience that evening. Pay what you want enables more people to access live performances without financial constraints. Book tickets on kingstongrand.ca, and this event will be located at the Kingston Grand Theater from 7.30 to 9.30 p.m. On November 3rd is the Recreational Run Club, a beginner and intermediate run. Meet new people if you want to start running, increase your distance, improve your time, and or simply find some running buddies. To join us for this fun, please do the following in advance. Register for this club at gogalesgo.com. You must pay a one-time $5 membership fee. You must be a current Queen's student or staff member to join. Meet at 5 p.m. at the Queen's Arc North Earl Street entrance. This is Wednesdays at 7 a.m. to 8 a.m. and Fridays 5 p.m. to 6 p.m. 
Also on November 3rd is the Stop the Chop Party Till You Drop fundraiser gala. Dress in semi-formal attire and support No Clear Cuts Kingston and pay the expert witnesses to save the tannery site, Kingston's last urban forest from development. Live music, good eats, and a silent auction along with a virtual guest speaker David Suzuki will be there. Buy tickets at www.eventbrite.ca. On November 4th is the Market for Africa. You can shop with purpose through three rooms of goods, African crafts and baskets, handmade sand glass creations, Christmas crafts and cards, pre-loved jewelry and ladies' winter wear, our sewing masterpiece, baking, art for everyone, nature food note cards, and eco products. Be sure to take a break for a coffee or tea and something sweet. Every purchase you make contributes to a brighter future for African grandmothers and their families, hard hit by the AIDS pandemic and other challenges, through the Stephen Lewis Foundation's Grandmothers to Grandmothers campaign and Help Lesotho, located at Crossroads United Church from 9 a.m. to 2 p.m. Also on November 4th is the Fink Grad Studies Day. Learn all about the benefits of doing your grad school within arts and science. Hear from current studies and staff, as well as Associate Dean of Graduate Studies. Mix and mingle at our catered lunch and then take a tour of Queens and Kingston. Space is limited, so what are you waiting for? Register at www.queensu.ca. This will be located at Mitchell Hall from 10.30am to 5.30pm. On November 5th is a Solidarity Swim. Are you a trans, non-binary, genderqueer, gender gender fluid, or any other non-cisgender person who wants a safer space to swim and also meet other students and wider trans community members? Join us for Solidarity Swim at the ARC Pool. You can even bring a cisgender friend or loved one. It will be from 2.30 to 4 p.m. Register at queensu.ca. This event is free and open to the wider Kingston community. Is affording swimwear also a concern? We have a gender-affirming swimwear subsidy open to trans, non-binary, and other non-cisgender folk to help you locate and pay for swimwear. Please email kelmartin at queensu.ca for details. On November 6th is Death Cafe. Death Cafe aims to encourage conversation in order to help people face death and make the most of their finite lives. Join a discussion of death with no agenda, objective, or themes. This is a discussion group rather than a grief support or counseling session. Registration is also free and located at the Kingston Frontenac Public Library from 5 to 6.30 p.m. Register at www.kfpl.ca. On November 7th is the Indigenous Drumming Circle. Do you know the many benefits of drumming? In addition to community connection, drumming can improve stress management, mindfulness, motor skills, and so much more. Join the 4D team for a casual weekly drumming session. No experience is necessary, and we have instruments to share. This is only available to Indigenous students, and it is in person from 1 to 2 p.m. every Tuesday at Four Directions Indigenous Student Center. This was Kat bringing the CFRC Community Events Calendar for November 1st through to November 7th. I hope you all have a lovely week. Thank you for tuning in to CFRC's local news programming. To revisit episodes of Today in YGK and hear more from some of our guests, be sure to head to our podcast network at podcast.cfrc.ca. Today in YGK is brought to you by the generous support of the Community Radio Fund of Canada, the Local Journalism Initiative, Queen's University Career Services, and What'll I Wear at 732 Princess Street. Be sure to stay tuned for more CFRC programming coming up next. 
Waddle Eye Wear offers the best in vintage, funky, one-of-a-kind treasures, clothing, accessories, and a fabulous selection of jewels, vintage and new. Find the cutest purse, the most dashing of hats, and sunglasses. Everything to complete your individual look. Waddle Eye Wear has it all. They can dress you from top to bottom. Find your new fashion fave at Waddle Eye Wear at 732 Princess Street in Kingston. Visit their new location and follow them on Facebook to keep up to date with what's in store at Waddle Eye Wear. 